welcome to a very special episode of Girls Interrupting. Woo! This month we celebrate a year of podcasting together in our anniversary spectacular. Oh, shit. That's right, folks. One year. That's 40 episodes, 11 games, 123 issues read, one recording stopping giggle fit, and (laughs) carry the one. Yes, that's zero friendship ending arguments. I mean... I'm so proud of us. Yay! I I think that Avengers review is one we got the closest. Oh, God. It was a little, yeah. But we're all right, everyone. We're we made okay. it. We, we made are. it through. Our friendships stand the test of time. <laughs> so there's no required reading this month, as we will spend our hour with you talking about our all-time favorite moments in comics and adventures in podcasting. Oh my god, how excited are you? But first, joining me as always are the Oracle to my Black Canary, Jackie. <laughs> oh my the, god. <laughs> the Jessica Drew to my Carol Danvers, Monica. Woo! And the spoiler to my Batgirl, Beatrice. Aww. Ladies. I'm so excited that I get a cute new outfit and I can scale buildings. I've always wanted to scale buildings. I'm saying. Um, we already have costumes. I got a cute new costume. <laughs> I'm like no, Shelby and I genuinely, uh, and B actually, went to a uh, WonderCon dressed up as Birds of Prey. We did. We looked fabulous. Yeah, we looked amazing. Maybe if you're like lucky, it, we'll post a picture trip, later. For that you brought your own professional photographer to follow you around we did. the con. And you know what? And, like, Jessica Spencer. pictures. Great sport. Great, oh, yeah. great, great, she great, great, was because she's she not that into comics, it. or she, she wasn't at the time because no. she actually likes she loves quite a few now. now. Yeah. Um, no, she talks about that trip still with like glowing praise, like she had a great time with you guys. Um, we were really famous that day, and I it was sure. really fun. We got interviewed. Yeah. We got a couple pictures taken. You guys got up on the internet too. Did we you? sure did. We did. Mm-hmm. We sure did. Uh, we got interviewed by DC. We did. Yeah, did. I don't know if we actually made it on. Of TV. course we did. Yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, of course we did. That's definitely something that happened. Don't worry. So, guys, speaking of great comic experiences that we've had, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, what what drew us into comics and why do we still love them? So, I actually got drawn into comics uh, because I had a friend that I was visiting in North Carolina, and she was going to go to Free Comic Book Day. I had never read a comic in my life, um, but I'm sport for whatever. So, I went to this comic book shop. In North Carolina, it's actually called Acme Comics. And so if you live there, um, definitely visit. Uh, It's really, really an awesome shop. Anyway, uh, I went there and uh, the guy who owns the shop uh, approached me and asked me what I was looking for. And I said, I'm a big Harry Potter fan. And so he gave me Unwritten. Mm -hmm. So I got the first three volumes of Unwritten. And then I also got Why the Last Man. And I was actually only going to buy three of those, too. And he was like, no, 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 no. I will give you 50% off if you buy all 10 because you're going to need them. And I was like, <laughs> all right. Do so I genuinely like dropped like 150 bucks on comic books that I had never read. And um, dude was right, though. He yeah. was completely <laughs> right. By the way, this is uh, Lord Retail on Twitter. Follow him. He's amazing. He actually does the uh, previews on Wednesdays that are pretty cool about different comics and what you should read. And so a comic book shop pusher got you. Into yeah. Yeah. With Brian K. He Vaughan, did his job. He did favorite. his job. Right. Yeah. And then I met Shelby. Yeah. Um, and you can't be friends with Shelby. No. And I was complaining about yeah. the lack of representation of disabled people in media. Right. And just in general in pop culture. And she was like, oh, my God, have you? read birds of prey have you heard of oracle and i was like no <laughs> and she was like okay well i have this thing that you need to read <laughs> and uh i oh my god i don't ever read like hundreds of them i don't know a couple weeks it was yeah. pretty quick actually yeah didn't you get most of them you went through a whole i i don't remember it was really quick i just remember like i'd have to like text her and be like so can i get <laughs> can i get the next cup can i can i have more uh she let me have them before her call because yeah. <laughs> i was reading them so quickly that's yeah that's friendship yeah. yeah, and I feel like uh, that was like almost like the rough draft of the podcast. It was like we'd see a movie or something, mm-hmm. you know, and we go out into the parking lot, and Jackie and I would stay out there for like 
30 minutes talking about oh yeah those long parking lot chats yeah yeah yeah. and and we would just sit there and just go off you know yeah like it'd be like midnight we're like well i guess i guess i I guess we should go like how amazing is (laughs) Oracle and how much do you love yeah and and i think it was life-changing in the way that you don't understand um when you don't realize how underrepresented you are in comics Mm -hmm. and i think that like it's so it really just changed me kind of almost as a person and i know that sounds so dramatic and crazy no that's what good media is supposed to do but just seeing like being able to see someone who represents at least a part of me was Mm -hmm so incredible and i'm gonna get emotional just thinking about it because you don't realize how important that is until Until it happens yeah Mm -hmm. exactly well for me i had i had read a handful of comics i read um like the first volume of uh brian k vaughn's runaways uh Mm -hmm. when i was still working at my hometown library before i went to grad school then when i was um at grad school i was uh, around the time that buffy ended and the comics were coming out and so i was like okay well this one i'm definitely gonna read um because i had read a handful of joss's uh x-men comics and some other tie-ins before that but i started reading the buffy comics and i just i love them so much so i that was when i actually started going to the comic book store every week and i went every or every time buffy came out when i was um when i was in, in ohio and then after that i started picking up a few more here and there uh and and but it was it was still pretty casual for me uh, until i started hanging out with this group more often i think it was just <laughs> shelby is it is it shelby i think we started pushing them on twitter before i'd even yeah. really met you in real life yeah right? yeah that, that i was talking about how well i sort of like comics but and I really like the the Marvel movies that started coming out, and I liked those a lot. But it was really intimidating to me to try to find a place to jump in because a lot of the the big two comics have so much history, and there's so much content there to unpack. And the idea of just walking into a comic book store cold and asking for help was terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah, it is. Like I just, I'm like, I can't. I can't. I would rather work out at a at a at a gym in downtown Hollywood. <laughs> no. In front of windows. <laughs> no. It's not gonna happen. So I, I started talking we talked on Twitter mm-hmm. and I talked with Kenneth and I talked with Shelby and I was like, look what I want is good art and great stories about women. Give me some give me some lady comics. And so Shelby recommended Birds of Prey and Alias and I burned through those so fast and I was like this is amazing. Give me more. And so I just like went, I started going to a comic book store in LA regularly and like made friends there and it was great. And I would go all the time and just spend way too much money on comics because I found so many great characters and really great stories. Yeah. And for me, I mean, I've read comics. I Uncanny X-Men. I, I started reading as a teenager and read for so many years, but I actually got that mail order. So, you know, it just showed up in my house and I read it and that was that. How did you, how did you oh, that's so that cool. Huh? How did you get that to happen? It's a subscription. Oh, like yeah. like out of a no, magazine. I mean, um, so what did you did you watch like the cartoon and then yeah, decide I, you wanted? I, to, I watched like, the cartoon. I watched mm-hmm. the, actually the first X Men movie. Mm-hmm. I watched and I was like, this Oh my is god, really how good, good was that movie? I know, right? That was great. Yeah. And so I subscribed to it and I didn't really think that much of it. And you were you were mentioning going into a comic shop and the, and that's what changed me in terms of becoming someone that read a comic book to a person that loved comics was that I went into a good shop and someone mm-hmm. says, Okay, you read X Men you could read something else too. And they gave me Why the Last Man and Fables, which are the two biggest gateway comics that I use when I'm trying to get other people in. You know, and it's finding this, it's finding a community of people that you like and you like to talk to that you can talk to anything about. You know, that's the the diversity of comics that are available to us now, even compared to 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. I used to think, it's just superhero comics. You're reading X-Men and Superman and that's all you got. But you can find a story about anything. Gothic horror, romance, um... 
your superhero any, your capes any, anything any, any oh my god yeah it. like marguerite bennett has a new one coming out that's like victorian Inex body horror lesbian something? drama yeah that sounds amazing and i'm like holy crap this is like not everything i never knew i wanted <laughs> but give it to me and in the media where you know it, it costs so much money to 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 make a film or to write a tv show and 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 the idea that you can just write a comic that costs i mean you know whatever it costs and the idea that, that what gets out there the diversity that's available out there now that you can just you know plow through plow through and i mean you can yeah you can find literally anything and i when, love that when you like uncover like how many stories that there are mm -hmm. because the thing is is like growing up i thought of comic books as just like superman and batman and mm -hmm. and just that and when you actually discover like how amazing and, you know, superhero comics are great, and obviously we love them, too. Um, but it's so wonderful to see how much this medium can be anything. Oh, yeah, especially with, with image getting bigger and bigger and bringing in more people. <clears throat> and when you, you don't have the constraints of the Marvel brand or the DC brand, you can take so many more risks. Mm -hmm. You can do so much more cool stuff that I love that image is like, okay, well, you seem to know what you're doing. We're going to let you do it yeah. and just run with it. It's all yours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually can't pinpoint the moment I got into comics. Not, it's all really, really hazy. I read Mouse in high school. I really liked it. And then I was working at Barnes and Noble. And the one thing I do vividly remember is I'm pretty sure now that you said it's because X-Men came out and I saw it because I like action movies mm -hmm. and I was straightening in the comic book section and I saw that Ultimate X-Men had started and I read the back and it explained that it's a brand new universe and it started over from the beginning and I knew Kenneth at the time and he had kind of talked to me about comics after the movie and there was just so much backstory it went back into like the 50s and there's no way i'm reading that much so it was no. a little really intimidating to get into any kind of superhero comic but ultimates made it so simple to just pick up number one and then you got everybody's origin story and you didn't have to do all of that research so i definitely remember reading i bought like 10 or 12 of the ultimate x-men volumes and that's when i picked up um Welcome back, Frank, which is <laughs> one of the first comic books that I really, really remember loving. And I've reread a lot. And um, that is when I fell in love with the Punisher. And I still love him very much, Frank Castle. <laughs> what? Um, and no, oh, so crazy. <laughs> I think Ultimates was too weird for me, though, because I remember falling out of superhero comics and I read a lot of indie stuff. Mm hmm. And Kenneth used to make fun of me all the time because he's buying stacks and stacks of caped crusaders and tights wearing superheroes. And I bought a three part book called Chosen about um, the second coming of Christ, which turns out to be the devil's son. Like, it was really <laughs> good. I had a great time. That sounds cool. Yeah. So I was deep into indie stuff. And I think that's where my current affection for indie comics comes mm -hmm. from is for mm -hmm. a couple of years there. I didn't really read a lot of caped stuff. Um, I know that the reason I read caped stuff now is because of shelby Damn. who does all of this stuff for us the reason i love captain marvel is because of shelby the reason i love miss marvel is because of shelby um i read alias because of shelby and beatrice so it's your fault excellent yeah my job here is done yeah yeah i'll, I'll, take, I'll take that <laughs> and i think that's kind of why the there's a, like an importance to even have things like the ultimates or even new 52 as much as mm -hmm. new 52 ruined my life in a lot of it's ways. a good it's a good starting point <laughs> for um, people who don't know and the thing is is it i did read I mean, I read a lot of New 52 when it God, came me out. me too. So because much. Because it was so exciting for me to be able to pick something up and know that I had started it at the mm -hmm. beginning yeah. and not feeling like I'm, I'm diving into the deep yeah. end of the pool and up, having to learn how to like, you know. Yeah, as messed there. up as Ultimate Universe ended up being, like I stopped mm -hmm. reading because it got real crazy and real weird. As a brand new comic book reader, that was a good gateway drug for me. 
is I wanted to do the superhero stuff, but I don't like the art. Any art really before the late 90s, I just can't get into. And all the bubbles and the thought bubbles and calling each other by name. I know who you are. Thanks, Iron Man, for the 17th time on this page. I get it. He's Iron Man. (laughs) It's just the writing got better and the art got better and the technology got better. So it was easier for me to get into comic books starting with Ultimates. Yeah, I think it's important. Absolutely. So next I want to talk a little bit about a particular moment or a character or, or an arc or anything that you really pinpoint as is something that you really loved. And it could be in anything from an entire storyline to a single moment. My actual, I, I went through what I have at home, the things that I've purchased and kept. And um, I'm back to welcome back, Frank. One of the fourth or fifth panels is him talking about where he's been and why he's here. Because apparently before welcome back, Frank, he had been fighting on the side of angels and like punisher run got super weird (laughs) oh my god like they took him to hell they took him to heaven he was like killing people for god it was real strange so welcome back frank was like a reboot and he's standing on top of a building and this is a direct quote it's frank talking to me the reader uh i caught a glimpse of heaven once a wife a son a daughter all at peace then i was cast down back to a world of killers rapists psychos perverts a brand new evil every minute a world where pitching a criminal off a skyscraper to tell his fellow scum you're back is a sane and rational act the angels thought it would be hell for me but they were wrong and there's just this like picture of his stone angry face and it was like in that moment my chest opened up and i was like this is my guy And I discovered how much I love vigilante justice and, you know, how sometimes you have to take the law into your own hands. And in that moment, I fell for Frank Castle and I never went back. He's still my favorite. (laughs) It does not surprise me at all. I mean, oh, there is a second thing, though. In that same set of books, Welcome Back, Frank. I'm saying it's the best. Um, He has a conversation with Daredevil about because Daredevil, (laughs) after reading four or five books of Frank just taking care of business and then Daredevil shows up and starts whining about the law or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Like he even knows about the law. Like he knows about the law. Um, Frank catches him, knocks him out, ties him up with a gun in his hand and basically says to him, this is where your morals versus my action play out on this rooftop right now. I'm going to shoot that dude when he comes out of the courthouse. I've given you a gun. You can't throw it. You can't move. You're done you either shoot me or i shoot that guy and he says um if you don't shoot you've got a death on your conscience a death you could have prevented if you do shoot you're a killer and daredevil says what kind of choice is that and frank just like straight into the camera or the fourth wall or whatever like he's looking into my soul says one i make every time i pull the trigger and it's just like this really great scene because at this point i'm brainwashed into loving frank and his like moral version of the universe so i'm super against daredevil and i just liked this moment where a regular dude frank castle beat the living shit out of a superhero and then destroyed his moral fabric as well it was really nice for me i enjoyed it there's a little (laughs) slytherin in you yet yeah yeah so that's one of my favorite pastime moments of comics. Um, <clears throat> other than that, uh, the first Captain Marvel written by Kelly Sue DeConnick. Oh, wow. That first issue really made me realize what kind of writing I can look forward to as a girl, as a woman, that there are people out there who can write women that are like me that are brash and loud and obnoxious and are respected and even looked up to for having those qualities. And Kelly Sue got me with that very first Captain Marvel, and I've never looked back. I'll mm-hmm. read anything that she writes because I feel like she's writing women like me, and it's nice to see. It's, again, back to the representation. You know, mostly women who are loud and brash, they get told to shut up. I've been yeah. shut up 
been told to shut up my entire life. Students, um, teachers, my own mom tells me I'm too loud. So seeing someone like Carol be successful and be one of the strongest heroes in the entire Marvel Universe is just amazing. Yeah, I would say, yeah. Whether or not she is the strongest, mm-hmm. I would feel like is is debatable. But she's up there. I mean, I feel like that's a that's a debate that we could have. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. is who could who could outpunch Carol Danvers? Man, that list not is many. short. Very, 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 very. She very punched short. a dinosaur. <laughs> she did yeah. a shark with another shark. Yeah, she did. Because she's a bad ass. But it's just the last. But couple. like even like the quotes like mm-hmm. in the actual Captain Marvel. Like I'm gonna misquote it. I have like, it right here. Okay, oh, read it. If you wanna. Yeah. Um. So it's at the end. She's she and. Helen Cobb says, uh, folks want to blame someone for gals like us, always dreaming of higher, further, faster, more. We came into the world spitting mad, running full bore. Over the years, I've come to think of these particular traits as the shared attributes of a chosen people. The Lord put us here to punch holes in the sky, and we will be the stars we were always meant to be. And I swear to God, I have goosebumps. Goosebumps right now. Every time I read that, I get choked up. I get goosebumps, and it just like... Kelly Sue reached into the darkest heart of me, the part of me that I like, but worry won't be accepted and shined a big ass light on it and said, this is who you are and just be that. And I can't like, I'm going to cry. I know. No, I genuinely like that makes me. Exactly. And representation and how it affects you and makes you a better person. I believe more in my ability to say what I'm thinking and not care as Mm. much because I should be able to. Exactly. And I love that. So you know? Frank but Castle I, but I, and Kelly Sue DeCon. And I love that, like, it's so personal to you, mm-hmm. right? And it feels like, and I feel like every one of us had that same reaction when we mm-hmm. read that line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, I mean, God, that was such I a... I mean, we talked about it when it came out. And yeah. it was so amazing to see writing like that coming from a woman in the 616 in a character who used to be called Miss Marvel. And With that a whole crazy issue bathing is about suit. whether or not she should be Captain Marvel and what constitutes her ability to choose a new name and, you know, whether or not she'll get shit for it and whether or not she wants to fight that constantly and the choice that, yeah, she earned it, she deserved it, she is going to fight for it. Well, there's there's so much in there about about women and how we're always being told by a person or, or, or men or society that we have to fit in a certain box, that we have to wear a certain label. And if not, we'll be punished yeah. physically, mm-hmm. mentally, or emotionally. There to, will come a time when we are hurt because yeah, of it. We're, we're, we're too loud or we're too soft or we're too fat or we're too skinny or we're too something. You know, always too something. And so the idea that um, that that she promotes here is is that no you you are who you are and who you are is amazing and That's perfect and exactly what you should be penny roll and bitch planet yeah and but- yes. stretches through everything Kelly Sue has written pretty deadly is the same it's about whoever you are at your genetic core is who you are and that's okay and bitch planet is one of the most beautiful things I've ever read and her core in that book too is you are who you are and fuck anyone who says different mm-hmm. we're all getting non-compliant tattoos you. <laughs> you know that's right right on the ass <laughs> <laughs> um, wherever we want well, I, I i could talk a little bit uh, about how how much reading um g willow wilson's ms marvel meant oh, to me man yep. just uh, about more about about finding out who you are because she's so much she's so much younger than carol that mm-hmm. i think for for carol it's about knowing who you are and 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 making a space for yourself in the world mm-hmm. whereas for kamala it's more about finding out who you are and being proud of where you come from and um and being okay with that and being mm-hmm. okay with yeah. that that she really struggles with identity and with um with with thinking about 
how she has to be a certain way in order to be good or, or to be a hero. Well, like pretending to be to like be Carol. Carol. Yeah, which is issue. such an interesting concept because, you know, we fight for Carol fights so much to be who she is. And then to have someone look up to her and feel inferior to that is such an interesting. Well, it's, it's a great way of showing like, yes, this is what Carol can do. But also we have to be careful of what. We're promoting as good. Exactly. Promoting as good, both from the artist and writer, but also from Carol herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that that she she thinks about how that she thought if she was if she was tall and blonde and and beautiful, that if she could wear the boots, that 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 would somehow make her better, Mm -hmm. would make her strong. Mm -hmm. But really, all she feels is uncomfortable and like she has a really terrible wedgie. (laughs) (laughs) And so she's like, this isn't isn't what I thought it was going to be at all. And so I I love that through that, she she through. shape-shifting literally into other people she is able to fit better into her own shape Mm -hmm. into her own space and her own life and really figure out who she is and she says at one point um that what she's really trying to be is the best version of kamala Mm -hmm. and that really spoke to me because Mm -hmm. i feel like that's something i do um every day that every day i'm trying to find out how to be the the best version of me the version of of me that makes me happiest the version of me that makes me proudest the version of of me that um that I want to be. And so so to to see that from from Kamala and especially from someone so young from that that uh, that I can still I I feel I feel so proud of her both on a on a um on a peer level but also in an an older like person. a nostalgic thinking back to how we were at 16. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also thinking about how smart she is and how brave she is for being able to do all that at such a young age. And how much I want I want teenage teenagers to read this book i wish every teenage girl would read this book because there's so much shit going on when you're 16 oh my god like the amount of crap 16 year old girls have to put up with i don't know how they make it to any other age or even get up in the morning and i wish this was like a signed reading in school just to help them kind of figure out that it's okay to be who you are and you don't have to fit in uh, for me, I think what really spoke to me about Ms. Uh, Ms. Marvel and her struggle was kind of like um, the dichotomy of her life, right? In the sense that she wants to be a quote-unquote normal teenage girl, but she also normal has this... Normal American teenage girl. Yes, exactly. Girl. Normal American teenage girl. But she actually has this very rich um, cultural background, mm-hmm. okay, that is is uh, widely misunderstood right yeah in in wider culture but Mm -hmm. then also it's part of who she is and it's part of her fabric and and um and i feel like it informs her decisions too yeah and but i mean um you know coming from a personal place like i've always um struggled with the label of being disabled right because um there's a negative connotation to that similar to the negative connotation of being Muslim, right. And in, in yeah. our society and, mm-hmm. and what that means and, and the struggle of being okay with um, like who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And being okay with not fitting into that stereotype at the same time. Yeah. Being an other without pretending that you're not. Exactly. Because it's, you know, I think that like, my struggle is is pretending like I'm not disabled, right? Is being that person who um, nothing hurts and is independent and all that stuff, right? But is but it's okay that you need help or like you need like okay, I'm getting really emotional, but like assistance, <sighs> exactly. Like being true to that part of yourself while still being the other, mm-hmm. you know. 
Miss Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> See <Yeah>. comics. <laughs> yeah. And so so my my last quote from from Miss Marvel would be probably my favorite quote from the whole book, which is um when she's wrapping up at the end of the first volume and thinking about who she's going to be as a hero and she says good is not a thing you are it's a thing you do and i feel like that's that's so important that's it's to think about how our actions are so much bigger than anything else and as long as we keep doing good every day and we try to to be our best to be Mm -hmm. the best version of kamala that we can be that we're we're doing good and we're we're making the world around us better and we're being true to ourselves Mm -hmm. yeah whoever that is oh who wants to go next (laughs) (laughs) i don't think we can do better (laughs) um well when i was thinking about this i i I was kind of like you know i was thinking back to when i was a kid and i was reading x-men as i do and i'm like well i'm gonna talk about rogue because rogue is my favorite character and then i was like well maybe i'll talk about kitty pride because you know i really felt like i identified with her as a 13 year old kid reading the x-men and then i was thinking about what i liked about rogue and i realized I actually, the moments that's, that that's, that's stayed with me the longest from the original X-Men run back in the 80s was um, was actually Storm, um, who I never really thought about, you know, back in the day. I was like, oh, my girl Rogue, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and it actually has to do with Rogue, because when Rogue first joins the team, she's a reformed villain. She basically screwed Carol Danvers, took all her powers <laughs> and oh, her God, memories, yeah. and then she was like, man, I did all this, and, I, and, and this ruined my psyche. I need help. So she went to Charles Xavier, and he's like, cool, join my team. And everyone's like, what the fuck, Chuck? <laughs> what the God. fuck, Chuck? Who what the fuck, she? Chuck? Who was this bitch, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so Rogue joins the team, and no one trusts her, and no one really likes her, and so she's isolated. Um, you know, but she's around for a while. And, and one day... Um, there's someone with a power-removing gun, because comics. Um, <laughs> no. And they're out, and, you know, because Rogue is an ex-villain. You know, she's a bad guy, you know, and she hasn't been reformed for that long. And so um, they, I think it's Forge for those sure. X-Files out there. <laughs> um, and, and so Forge sees Rogue and is like, all right, time to put her down, you know. And, and he shoots at her. And Storm, who does not give a shit about Rogue, um, but she is a good teammate. Mm-hmm. And she's like, this girl's on my team, and she's about to get hurt. And so she pushes Rogue out of the way and lets the, the, the thing hit her, and she loses her powers. And Storm, who has defined herself by her powers for her entire life, she is a goddess. Mm-hmm. She brings the rain. She is worshipped. Mm-hmm. She is this, this, this beautiful, amazing woman that brings the power of the weather. Mm-hmm. And she sacrificed all that for a woman that she doesn't even like. And I look at that, and I'm like, God damn. Yeah. That's the kind of hero that I want to be. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be that yep. person. And so I, I, it's funny looking back on it. And, and because it also, it, 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 the, one of the next storylines is one of my favorite things, because as an anti-Cyclops a podcast that we are. <laughs> yeah, the Cyclops true place that we live. So a few mm-hmm. issues later, um, the leadership of the X-Men is, is up for grabs, right? And so it's Cyclops, who's always been the leader of the X-Men. And, and, and so they're like, well, who's going to compete against him? And Storm's like, yeah, here, I'm here. And they're like, well, Storm, you don't even have powers. Like, what are you supposed to do? She's like, please. And, <laughs> and so Cyclops, fully powered Cyclops, guy with the optic blast that could blast the mountains away mm-hmm. versus Storm, who has lost all of her powers and is like, no, no, we're going to tussle. And so they fight and Storm, using her wits alone, beat Cyclops. And she's the leader of the X-Men for the next couple years nice. with no powers. Nice. Yes. And that's like this level two of the hero that I want to be. I don't need powers to be special. I don't need... I'm still going to kick your ass. I'm still going to kick your ass. So, um, Damn. Storm. Storm. It's my girl. Yeah. Because she's great. Oh my God, Storm. Amazing. I mean, I feel like I've talked about 
um, Oracle like <laughs> a thousand and one times. Um, a ridiculous amount Make of times. Make it one thousand and two yeah. right now. Because I mean, I can't talk about favorites and not talk about Oracle. I mean, she's your girl. I mean, it's it's what it is, right? But I just um, the ID like the. The fact that they had the actual courage to make a character like Oracle is still something that that shocks and amazes me, and mm-hmm. and, and, and it well, went she's on around for, for a really long time. Exactly. Um, I mean, it's fairly traumatic. She's not anymore, but it's fine. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it's not fine. It's really not. It's no. not okay. I'm not okay. Um, but basically, I just love that they they took this character who's um was basically you know when she gets shot from in the killing joke right it's essentially just a plot point <laughs> they did yeah. and they threw her <laughs> away they, john ostrander said you know what yes. i have an idea let's mm-hmm. bring her back and it, and i just love that they take this character who was a sidekick of batman who he didn't even want who was an afterthought and then she becomes so well respected and powerful in that dc community wasn't she that, basically essential to all of them yes. yeah yeah and this is what the thing batman calls her for favor yeah yeah. Superman she, showed up at her hospital. She becomes so much more powerful than she ever was before. Mm-hmm. A, she's disabled, so she's barely able to fight. I mean, she kind of kicks some ass I mean, some of it. I she's mean, got the, the ninja sticks. The ninja sticks. The ninja sticks. They're called uh, something. They, I don't they know what they're, they're actually called. called. Something. I think they have real words. Working out with um with Nightwing. 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 She ends up working out with him. Like they spar and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, she's great. Because I she's mean, so obviously, badass. and she uses her you know library skills and is able to help and find things for people and. Mm-hmm. and keep everyone together and all that stuff. But she's also fallible. She's proud. Yeah, she's very, she very is proud. Stubborn. She has a lot of um, inability to apologize. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I get, I, she was the hardest part of Birds of Prey for me. No, and I can... Because com- of the pride. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. And and because I'm a person with a lot of pride, I can completely I see why you get, that. get there with her and, and understand that. And I think my favorite parts of Birds of Prey, Birds of Prey, even were the friendship aspects of it mm-hmm. you know those those mm-hmm. those issues where they're they're sitting around you know um chatting after a long day and and uh and having domestic birds of prey yeah and i mean I, I'll having re- ravioli from the italian place down the street. Yeah, yeah exactly i'll be rereading it and i'm like i'm like i don't really remember this fight or this story arc or something like that or but the I, villain yeah you know, whatever. but i absolutely remember their trip to the mall 100 percent. and i and I, I love the real feel of the friendship and the, and the, the bickering the between teasing, them yeah exactly you know it's not always perfect i'm always yeah. gonna remember the end of that arc where black canary had both of her legs broken and she's stuck <sighs> in that house um with savant and then like helena shows up at the last minute and she's like gonna rescue her mm-hmm. and dinah's like no nah, i got this <laughs> <laughs> i got this yeah i mean i love it and i miss it a lot but I also was a really big fan. Um, like, I think that that opened up the door to read a bunch of different Batgirls. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. I have a really big place in my heart for Cassandra Cain, mm-hmm. too. Um, yes. I, th- oh I just, my God. I, I adore her. And I'm very sad that she also is not existing. But I feel like with her, she had such a, a pure like love and understanding of what the Bat symbol actually stood for. I would say at times she was a more pure Bat person than batman was agree yes absolutely because she believed in it a hundred percent and yeah with every fiber of her being to her disappointment in bruce yes yeah yeah, exactly she she would actually be disappointed in him for not living up to what 
the bat was supposed to be. Yeah. Exactly. She had. That makes me really happy. <laughs> I think you should read them. They're actually really I mean, amazing. You could not have said a more perfect sentence <laughs> well, to get me to read anything bat related. Cass is, Cass is this so great. This girl is disappointed in Batman. Yeah. And she's tiny. I mean, yeah. She's honestly, and she's the best fighter of all of them. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I, you guys have talked to her about her before and she's like on my list of interesting things that I should read. It's but, what I, I love all the Batgirls for all the different reasons. You know, mm-hmm. you have you have Barbara. She's you know, the brains. She's the brains. And then you have C- Cassandra, who's the brawn. Yeah. And then you have Stephanie, who's just there to have a good time. Yeah. Uh, she's Stephanie, the pep. She's and, the pep. And I think, I mean, Shelby and I have talked about this many a time, but I think it's up. It's issue 15 or 14? Number 14. It's 14. 14. 14. Terror in the third dimension. <laughs> it is. Um, if you have to read a single comic in your entire existence, I would recommend this one. That's Batgirl Volume 3, when yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Stephanie Brown is uh, is Batgirl, and she has a team-up with Supergirl, who is, you know, in the tradition, Batgirl and Supergirl mm-hmm. are are like buddies. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a what, what is it called? Uh, world's Super- Finest. It's, yeah. In the world's tradition finest. of World's, world's finest, finest, yeah. Teaming up. And usually it's a very serious thing that Batman they and Superman have to, have to do together. together. And save the world. But they, they literally have a sleepover, and <laughs> and and four, like 15 movie Draculas like- accidentally get released, and they have to go fight them. Yes. Like, it's ridiculous. Oh, my God. They're fighting it's movie. So Dracula is like black and white Dracula. <laughs> they had to stay through the together. Yeah. And it is and it's a very fun because it's you can tell it that their friendship is real and it's fun and they have all those great moments where they're teasing each other and doing the whole thing and then it's also ridiculous and awesome and there's there's this one moment that I wrote down that um where they're at the movie and then all the Draculas break out and Steph is like, Okay, team up and um like Kara stands up and like rips her shirt open and she's got her uniform on mm-hmm. underneath and she looks over at Steph and she's like, Aren't you gonna do the thing and she's like not unless you want to see my bra <laughs> and Kara's like does it have a bat on it and then um uh, Steph's face in the next panel is just like and she says I can assure you it does not <laughs> I mean Steph just in general I love because she kind of harkens back to a place where she's fun she's fun yes. and she never has her shit together okay nope. she is clumsy <laughs> and welcome to our lives exactly she's clumsy and ridiculous but you know what she got into this because her dad is this weird d villain okay he's yeah, barely yeah. even but she decided you know what she wants to right some of those wrongs and and and, and prove that you don't necessarily um are what you come from yeah, right? yeah. she doesn't know who she wants to be but she knows who she doesn't want to be exactly yeah. i just love her because she's such a disaster and <laughs> that's life right like none of us have it all prepared and, no. and figured out and and but she laughs and she stays positive and she's it's what you would expect us. a 19 year old superhero to be doing <laughs> exactly so yeah lots lots of love for all the bat girls yeah all of them i think i had i had one more thing on my on my list of of favorites which was um how much i love this one moment in in alias at the very end in the last issue where uh she finally punches that stupid purple guy right in the face because oh my god it's 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 what's the entire book yeah <laughs> waiting for this moment it's it's one of it's one of the most earned punches I think yeah, in the history that guy's of time. The literal worst because that that he's he's made like they're they're walking down the street and he's making people fight to try to attract the attention of the Avengers and he's just like hey everybody pick the person on your left and beat them until they die and so finally like the the team comes in and he's being super awful to Jess and he's like uh, do it now whore. And I'm like, oh, God, I hate you. And so so he's just like yelling at her and she just turns and like hits him right in the face. And it's so great. And then she hits him again and knocks him back into like a bunch, a stand full of newspapers. And Captain America standing there with a shield in his hand is like, wow. 
It's very satisfying. <laughs> it's so it's so satisfying because the, the whole time she's with him, she's got no control over mm-hmm. her own body, mm-hmm. and so finally, um, she she has she has control over her own hands, and that's what she can do is she can put this guy down, and it's so it's just this a visceral amount of satisfying. Yeah. I think, I mean, in that comic will always be really near and dear to my heart, which is why I'm so stressed out about this um, adaptation on Netflix. I mean, it looks amazing and everyone says it's great. But when you love something, it's hard. It's, it's just, hard. It's yeah. just hard because, A, I love it because it's kind of just superhero adjacent for the most part. Yeah. It's one and, of the reasons you have like Hawkeye where like you love it because he is a superhero, but it's nice to see him not superhero And being a person. And she's yeah, a real person. person. Yeah. And I actually really love that um, she is a person who is dark. And it's okay. Oh, she's fucked up. But yeah. that's the thing is it's, it's okay. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, she that's has one of like, the things that's like great about her and that drives her. Exactly. This side of her that's like super messed up. Yeah. As someone who has suffered through periods of depression and, and, and gone through things like that, it's really nice to see a character who has those moments you know what I mean and she's dark and she's in it but she's still fighting she still gets up and she still figures out a way to make her life into a place that's better yeah Mm -hmm. well because I feel like one of the things that we get a lot in mainstream media is you know characters die and we see that and we see the character go oh no that person dies but then generally they have to move on really quick yeah we don't really Whenever somebody goes through a trauma, you know, we don't really get to see them go through the whole process. We don't get to see. They're just suddenly better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the long, the long process that grief and mourning mm-hmm. and, and treatment and, and getting better really takes. And so to get to see her when she's processing or not processing all of this shit that she's gone through and, um, is I think really great to, to, to show that somebody can go through some of the worst things that can happen to a person and come out the other side and not only still be a good person and still be a whole person, but still be a hero mm-hmm. exactly. is I think so huge. And the capper to that series when it's so dark and so personal like that, one of the moments that I remember that I love, it's, I think it's it must be the very last page or close to it when she's nervous and talking to Luke about yeah about the about the baby and she, I just flashed on that and she and she tells him and she's and, he, and she's kind of like she's not sure you can how see her like coward she's, kind she's of not like sure crumpled in on herself because yeah. she's like there's no way that this great man can love me mm-hmm. and she tells him oh well we're gonna have a baby and he he, he there's a beat and then he just has the brightest the smile on his yes! face smile that smile on his face like i have goosebumps right now just remembering yeah that yeah, he looks at her and she goes and he asks her do you want it and she goes yeah kind of a lot yeah and he's like all right and so they're gonna do this thing together yeah well, no and that's like one of the best ways i think to end a story like that where not only is she a good person and a good hero but she got out of this whole situation a future and love and a child and i think that that's really important things to also want along with being a hero yeah. Oh, yeah. The things that the things that, that that we want, the things that that I think normal people mm-hmm. who who would go through something like that yeah. would want to find out that there is someone out there who is capable of loving you enough. Yeah, yeah. but and you can go through a trauma and still lead a life. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's it's it almost harkens back to the the lion cat and the feeling dirty and and yeah. understanding that even though these things happen to you and 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 are part of you, right? It doesn't define you, and it doesn't destroy you yeah. either. Yeah. Exactly. That it's it's uh, that oh, you God, can choose so something good. else. Yeah, well, and I think especially if you're going to tell a story that has a rape storyline in it, you have to be very careful in the way in which you tell yes. it, mm-hmm. in which it's not exploitative, in which it's not objectifying. That this story is about Jessica, yeah. 
And yeah, it, it's no, not about the guy who did it to her. It's not about how it affects the men around her. This no. is a story about Jessica, what happened to her, and how she worked her way through it. Yes. Mm-hmm. About how this is her story. She is the hero of her own yes. story. She, at times, needs to lean on people. She, at times, needs help. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't need rescuing. Yeah. You know, that this is her story. She's going to fix her own problem. She's going to... She's she's going to find the end of the she's going to find her way out of the tunnel and she's going to do it because she did it and because she knew she could. And I, what I love about it is, you know, she finds her late and all that stuff, but she's also not perfect at the end of it. No. You know what no. I mean? And they're going to carry this. Up, but she's more yeah, getting capable. a man and a baby doesn't fix everything. No. no. And then she's yeah. still going to, you know, she's still a little broken and that's OK. It's you know what a, I yeah. mean? Because that's life. And, and we all carry scars and, and have those things, you know? Yep. I think it's yeah. I think it's more about showing that that she's in a place now where she feels like she's worthy of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it's not about you know oh well I'll be okay because this dude decides that he's going to love me exactly. But that she's letting herself be in a place where she feels like she can love somebody and let him love her back. Exactly. I think it's that one too is like the letting someone love her back where she has finally come to terms with what happened to her and has realized through everything that she's still deserved of love she is still worthy of being loved and admired and seen as a hero even though all this really terrible shit happened exactly so i think we've also learned a lot about podcasting this year uh and for me i really (laughs) i really like that in the the course of a year we've gone from breaking into my office late at night to record (laughs) that just added a level of adrenaline to our recording and then here we are a year later in our very own notlg studio i mean i mean it's not our very own it's a shared space we're still eating costco pizza before we record so (laughs) (laughs) it's our superfood uh it's real delicious okay and we now have like the full setup that's true yeah we just plug in and go which is nice i like not having to set up every time before we can record uh the one thing i thought most interesting is i signed up to do this because i like talking to you three a lot and um we would have these conversations anyway and i find us to be pretty damn hilarious so why not let other people listen as we're both smart and hilarious and but, good looking i mean yes, we're so you can't see us but we're really- yeah, i mean they imagine us yeah. Yeah. we're really hot um but the most <laughs> the thing I, I never really actually expected was to find out people like it as mm. much as i like it we have friends who listen every week and they don't have to but they do anyway and it's been a year and they could have stopped listening after month three but they still tune in and i still get text messages or notes on the internet oh hey i really like the episode this week and that's really nice but like the added bonus of having people in ohio and virginia and elsewhere that listen to us and talk to us on the internet i know there are two people on the other side of this country wearing shirts to say girls interrupting on it is really awesome. It's so, so cool. Cool. So not, I can't I can't handle that part of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like not used to it. We're not shouting into a vacuum. Yeah. We're which not. I, I was fine with shouting mm-hmm. into a vacuum, but it's so great to know that there are other people who find us entertaining and also enjoy us or agree with us enough to yeah. tune in every week. And well, it, it energizes even, you. Yeah. It and for me too, it's just finding out that people love comics in a similar yep. way. Mm-hmm. That we love comics and finding that kind of niche in and it may think like me more members of our own community yeah and exactly. the fact that we can do that from two or three thousand miles away is just so great insane so we're basically Absolutely. saying we love you guys and thank thanks you. for tuning in if really you're yeah it. if you're if you're a listener who hasn't written us a note because you feel like we get a million or you feel like we wouldn't care you're completely wrong even if we got you a million, should honestly see the reaction every time <laughs> we get a tweet we, or an email we, we, we literally all caps. 
freak <laughs> out. Like, go- guys, guys, there's an email. <laughs> Everyone checked. We got an email. It's we're uh, very cool. That's we're not super, true. Super None of cool. But I think that's my favorite part so far about podcasting is I get to see you guys a lot more, which is nice. But also, I like the idea that other people are enjoying this as much as I am. I feel like yeah, I agree. I also I also feel like I get a little bit more out of the comics um, that we read. That absolutely. That that uh, thing number one. I I I do read some comics that I might not have otherwise read. Correct. Which I think is awesome. And um, I I love the discussions that we have. Uh, makes me look at them in a different kind of way that I might have otherwise looked at them oh for sure i'm like I i'm like, reading this and i'm like how am i gonna sound smart i better i yeah. better think about <laughs> i better pay attention better up my level well i also enjoy just how much um you guys notice about some stuff that i don't necessarily notice or you know i like being really smart obviously and so when i say something and you guys are like oh i hadn't even that always like makes yeah me you know happy. like sometimes i come in and i'm like man i'm not sure i have a lot of s- to say about this comic this this month or whatever and then you know we get started and 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 you know you just plant these seeds for discussion and i'm like mm-hmm. oh yeah we could talk about this for an hour yep. exactly Great. Yeah, it's lovely. So you all know how much I love being Game Banger Overlord. So my (laughs) anniversary gift to all of you is giving up my power and ceding hosting duties to producer John. (gasps) Welcome to the show, producer John. So I will be joining you in the trenches. John, what will we be playing this month? Thank you, Shelby. We surveyed 100 friends and listeners for our very own version of The Family Feud. We already split the teams. So first we have the blue team of Monica and Shelby. Woo! And we have the gold team of B and Jackie. Woo! 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 Now, let's go over gameplay, shall we? Absolutely, John. Thank you. <laughs> In traditional Family Feud format, I will read a question and the fastest finger to buzz in will get the chance to answer first. I think we're just going to scream or something. We're going to yell our team color. Oh, I like that. Points to both of you. Write down the points right now. <laughs> Now, where was I? (laughs) Uh, If you guys are correct, that team will rotate guessing answers until the board is clear, or they get three incorrect answers. If they are incorrect, control goes to the other team. Each correct answer will award one point. After three incorrect answers, the other team may guess answers until the board is clear, or they have also given three incorrect answers. Uh, We will play... I didn't count the cards. We're going to play till we run out of cards. How about that? (laughs) And the team with the most points at the end of the game wins. Cool. A hundred people surveyed. Top five answers on the board. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Gold. Whoa. Gold team. Flying. That is the number one answer. Woo. B. Invisibility. Number four on the board. Mind control. Telekinesis. Number three on the board. Um, super speed. It's number five. Invincibility. That is incorrect. Talking to animals. Uh, incorrect. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna go super strength. That is also incorrect. Whoa. So we move it on over. I want to know what they said. Oh wait, you guys get to. We get to fill out the rest of this. Okay. Flame powers. No, that is incorrect. <laughs> Walking through walls. Phasing. Same thing. Incorrect. Damn. Kind of like cycle through all the supers that we know. Telepathy. Oh, we did that. This way, telekinesis and telepathy are different. It's fine. <laughs> is it fine? <laughs> um, godlike powers? What does that mean? <laughs> You're gonna have to pick something else. Back, okay, fine. Like, like weather-based powers. Like, no, I disagree with this list. Would you like to know the number two? Yes. yes. Number two. Um, have you heard of uh Nightcrawler? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, teleportation! teleportation! Damn, Damn it! it. Stupid. Um, honorable mentions: laser eyes. <laughs> 
God damn it. I was thinking about that one. Damn it. Is that six and seven? Laser No, no. That's just an honorable mention. So there we go. Okay. 100 people surveyed. Top six answers are on the board. Name a class you might take your first year at Hogwarts. Gold. 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 Potions. That is the number one. Herbology. That is number five on the board. Defense against the dark arts. Number three on the board. Flying. I don't see it anywhere, so that's a no. History of magic. That is also a no. Okay, we're going to go transfiguration. That's number two on the board. Um, care of magical creatures. Uh, it's written down here as magical animals. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That counts. Number six. Magical animals. What are you, six? Care magical creatures. All of our friends are six years old. Um, Divination? No, it is not on there. So that is three wrong. Three wrong for us. Charms. Charms is number four. We did it! We got a point! Woo! This is... What are these people that we... Associate with? That we associate with. Honorable mentions. Jim. There's no... Stop it. Stop it. Uh, this is on this card you that guys, was given to me. You guys, there's disappointments to us. And that's, I'm not reading any of these. Wait, what was the other ones? I want to know. How to magic. <laughs> <laughs> Ethics of transfiguration in business. No. You guys. The worst. The worst. Disappointed in everyone who took that silly quiz. I can't remember. I can't believe none of you got history of magic. That is a first year course. So is flying. But magic animals was there. Also flying. 100 people surveyed. Top six answers on the board. What comic book character wears the dumbest looking costume? Gold. Power Girl? It's number two on the board. Yeah. I disagree with two of these. <laughs> Starfire? Oh, God. No. It's on there. Okay, I'm going to go with Ms. Marvel. No, not on there. Spider Woman. No, that's three wrong. Moving on to Team Blue. Blue Beetle? How dare you? And that is wrong. No! <laughs> I got so excited. Aquaman. That is number five. Namor. That is wrong. Shit. Wonder Woman. No. I'm going to go number six first because okay. I think that's how they do it on the show. It's been a while. Okay. Uh, the thing, we had Aquaman at five, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. This one is whoever answered this, I'm going to punch him in their faces. Is it, it Green, is Lantern? Green Lantern? No, it's The Flash. <gasps> how dare you? At Rude. number four. Number three, the number three, you'll, you're going to get real mad at the populace. Uh, Robin. Okay, which one? I, <laughs> I don't have <laughs> specifics. Shorts and boots, Robin. That's fair. <laughs> that's, fair. that's fair. That's got to be it. Because he wears like basically bikini briefs. Yeah. Number two was Power, Power Girl. Girl. Mm-hmm. And the man. number one survey says, finally got to say it. I got it. <laughs> Superman. Oh. oh. His underwear is on the outside. That's true. That's right. Oh, you're not wrong. Dishonorable mention <laughs> is Shazam. His outfit's pretty awful. I mean... I don't know. I feel like it's fine. It's like a suit with like a cape and stuff. Okay. 100 people surveyed. Okay, Top six answers are on the board. Oh, God. Not another episode of... Blue. Blue Team. Glee. Sadly, not on the board. <laughs> what? Oh. That is wrong. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with Supernatural. Not on the list. We got to think about who's answering these <sighs> yeah. questions. Damn it. So did the, is it back to you guys? No, they get to play all Okay, Jackie. Um, okay, this is great because she doesn't watch fictionalized television. I genuinely <laughs> have no idea. Um, I'm trying to think of shows that I hear you guys complain about. I'm going to go with Gotham. <laughs> no. <laughs> B. <laughs> Two and a half men? No. Because oh. it's off the air. Oh, so back on over 
to the blue oh, team. Um, Big Bang Theory. That is number two on the list. So there you go. Teen Mom. Grey's Anatomy. Number three Ooh. on the list. CSI. No, not on there. And that's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. We did, yeah. Number six on the board. Bampow TV favorite Arrow <gasps> is number six. Really? Yes. Okay. Number five, Real Housewives of whatever. Yeah. Number four, Dancing with the Stars. We had three and two. And the number one... Was it Keeping Up with the Kardashians? It sure was. Yeah, yeah. man. Why did we not get that? Where are we? Where Dishonorable are mention. Uh, I'm doing this for Nick because when he came earlier, he had a fit about it. Golden Girls. What? What? Real? He his comment is really a. It's a national treasure, <laughs> and b. It's been off the air for twenty three years. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you! It's like on one channel in the middle of the night. Yeah, so. Like turn off WGN. Dude. <laughs> All right, let's uh, four questions in. Let's do a quick score break. My math is gold is at ten. ten. Blue is at four. four. <laughs> <laughs> we need to work on our fast. Yeah. This is going to be my last. Team evil. Okay, 100 people surveyed. Top six answers are on the board. What is your kryptonite? Blue. Blue. I have so many questions. Like mine specifically, my no, kryptonite? it's never yours. It's I just said we people. surveyed 100 people. Oh, and what are their kryptonite? Yes. I think you're not familiar with the show. I know. I'm, I've, I've never seen Family Feud in my life. <laughs> Um, kryptonite, kryptonite, broccoli, or vegetables of any kind. No. Oh, Ed, and then we head on over. Yeah. Switching teams here. French fries. No. I feel like you don't know what kryptonite means. <clears throat> um, well, they're my downfall. French fries are delicious, okay? <laughs> <laughs> chocolate? Junk food? I mean, chocolate is junk food, yes. Yep. That's number one on the kryptonite. So I'm going to go with Netflix. Surprisingly, not on the list. Okay. Not even in honorable mentions. Smartphone or technology? No. So is that three wrong? Or? Yeah, that's three wrong. All right, going back over to the blue team. Alcohol? Oh. <laughs> Number three on uh, the list. Imgur? I'm sorry, what? what? Oh. That website? Um, like social media? I was social like, media? No, that is not. No, that is a wrong answer. Uh, women or let's say. Boobs. Boobs. Number two. Boobs. Oh my God. It's not. It's sexy time stuff. Okay. is what is written <laughs> down. Sexy time stuff. Sexy time stuff. That's okay. what's written down. Junk food, women, alcohol. What a list. Um, I, mean, I, mean, I know what else so goes far, on that I'm list. Down. Um, no social media, no streaming, no technology. You have to like pick one. You can't just say things. Facebook. No. God fucking damn it. I feel like you just said it's definitely not this, but I'm going to guess this. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. So is that three? That's, That's three. All right. So, so number six on the survey is coffee. Mm. Oh. We didn't even, why didn't we eat? Because I think of kryptonite as something that will kill you. Not like it's a weakness. It's a weakness. Yeah. I don't weak, consider coffee so. to be a weakness. Okay. <laughs> Number five, very cute animals, and it actually does not say very. It says various. Someone needs to go to sleep. <laughs> Number four, other people in what? a non-sexy time way. I don't know. That's what the survey says, guys. The surveyors, boo on question five. Um, honorable mentions, bullets. <laughs> you know what i feel like that is the most in the spirit of what kryptonite actually is is bullets and lifetime movies of the week 
<laughs> Worse than a bullet. 100 people survey. Top five answers are on the board. What superhero would you most hate to sit next to on a long flight? Blue. Swamp Thing. Oddly enough, not on <laughs> this. Oh my God. It should be. That should be on this. It <laughs> should be on the list. Gold team. I'm going to go with Batman. Is number two. Probably wouldn't talk a lot. This is my space. <laughs> Have I told you about what happened to my parents? <laughs> Jackie. Uh, um, I would say The Flash because he wouldn't sit still. No. Incorrect. Wolverine. Incorrect. Aww. I believe that is, is that three or is that two no, for them? That's, just That's two. two. We get one more shot at this. So there's no pressure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Cyclops. Not Aww, on the man. survey. We're heading on back to the blue team. Storm? No. Because of the electricity. She can control it. <laughs> <laughs> the well, Hulk. Hulk, number one. That makes sense. He's big. The thing. Number three on the survey. Colossus. Wrong. I mean, it was all in the same vein. I feel you. Yeah. Okay, so that ends who you would not want to sit to next to on a long flight. Uh, number five, Iron Man. Number four on the survey, Aquaman. 100 people surveyed. Top six answers are on the board. Before you go to the Star Wars premiere, make sure you bring your... Blue! Lightsaber. That's number two. Droid. Incorrect. Not on the top six. Speeder. No. (laughs) No. It's like a car. I'm sorry, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Got all excited about that there, did you? (laughs) (laughs) Wookie. No. Incorrect. Hell! What's it? What number was uh, lightsaber? I'm sorry. Two. Lightsaber was two. number two. Gold team. The ball is in your court. I'm going to think they said Star Wars t-shirt. Nope. Spaceship or Millennium Falcon? Same mm. as a speeder. No. no. And it's also incorrect. Damn it. Let's go with snacks. Number four. Snacks. Nice. Because I'm thinking we're blowing all the... I know. We're wasting it on the actual geekery. Could be. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> Seems to be the truth. <laughs> Tickets? Surprisingly not on here. <laughs> Everybody's just fucking sneaking in the back. That's it. Surveyors, you guys are taking a lap. Big one. Long one. All right. Are we ready here? Uh, before you go to the Star Wars premiere, make sure you bring your number six, money. Number five is towel. It's not Hitchhiker's Guide. Ew. Super boo. Yeah. They're not just taking a lap. Number four, we already did. Number three is costumes. Okay. Number two was lightsaber. We did that already. And number one, which, I mean, if if you've been waiting for this movie for 10 years, right? Is that when the last one came out? Yep. Number one is booze or flask. Ew, no, don't drink. What are you doing? You're disgusting human beings. Give me your ticket. We're disappointed <laughs> in all of you. Uh, honorable mention, power converter. <laughs> it's, okay. a, it's, a, it's a shout out to episode four. Oh, thanks, Monica. She made a face. She made I a face. I don't know. I, 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 I was going to go to Toshi Station to get some power converter. That's <laughs> <laughs> a spot on impression. So this, this question uh, was, You're or this survey, right? excuse yeah. me, was probably put in here for me. So I appreciate that. Oh, God. Is it about wrestling? No, it's about neither. 100 (laughs) people surveyed. Top six answers are on the board. DC wants more Green Lantern merch. So they added Red Lanterns, 
Blue Lanterns and Blank Lanterns. Blue. Blue team. Purple. Number one would have accepted, I believe, Indigo is what they're actually called, nerds. Can you list for me again the ones that are in the question? Red, green, and blue. Black. Number two. Yellow. Not on this. What? <sighs> we need new friends. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, and I feel like it's right, but it might be the same as one pink. It's on there. It's number three. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it's it's on it's on the survey. I can't. I, I mean, don't it's feel not, like that's correct. It's not correct. correct is not important. Nope. All right. Orange. Your answer is very selfish, and it was not on here. That was my own little joke to myself. All right. I'm glad you laughed. Laugh for Lee's guys. He's the only. Can you read he's the, the only orange lantern? He there's only one ring. He's selfish. He tries to steal. Anyways, um, DC wants more Green Lantern merch, so they added Red Lanterns, Blue Lanterns, and Blank Lanterns. Brown. No. <laughs> there's no more colors. Brown. There's no more colors. <laughs> White. That is number four. Are you kidding? That's a lantern. Is it? Yes, it is. I didn't know this Racist. thing. Well, it, it was to counteract the Black Lanterns who were death. Oh, the White Lanterns oh, duh. were... Oh, I do life. remember that from yeah. Brightest Day or whatever. Uh, I can honestly tell you probably not going to get these last two. I'm going to go with Sparkle. No. Rainbow. Shit, that's what I was thinking. Number five. <laughs> yes! <laughs> is Rainbow and not accurate at all. And I'm going to go for Plaid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's number six. <laughs> God, we're good at this. I mean, so here are the honorable mentions: nude lantern, Chinese paper lantern, <laughs> and vibrator lantern, Jesus. which is not a color. It's not a color. Um, it's not even a good pun. No, you're a terrible person. <laughs> And I want you to know that my Twitter handle is at Sir Pingle, and I will yell at you for being a terrible person. <laughs> okay, should we do a tally before I get to this one? Yes. We're going to take a brief score thing decisions. We got 16. We got 12. Okay. So 100 people surveyed. Top six answers are on the board. Where should we go after this? Blue. Uh, late night diner. No, I'm going to say no. So after this, we're going to go to a bar. That's number three. Um, after this, we're going to go to a comic book store. No. I'm going to say we're going to go get food. No. Uh, you know what? I'm reading this, and three and five are very similar. Do they have anything to do with food? One of them kind of does, but the other, they both intertwine. They're like, you can get, it's weird. I don't understand well, it. Well, there's six questions, right? There's six answers. Yeah. So scrap three and five, and we'll just do four. Okay. Do you want me to read it over? No. Well, wasn't wasn't three bar? There were three is the one that we got? Yeah. Okay. So, just, yeah. So, we can. Well, just, just keep going. We'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah, and you just make the call. It doesn't really it's, matter. You know what I mean? Like if you It's think like it the counts. same thing. It's <clears throat> no, That's okay. We'll that's fine. Yeah. Um okay, we're going to go We're going to go to the movies. No. Okay, so we're out. My place. Home. That's number 2. Convention. No. Ugh. The bathroom. Surprisingly no, not on <laughs> here. So that's it. Okay, what were other answers? Okay, I'm going to do them in order. Okay, number okay. 6 is sleep. Number five is the table, <laughs> ah! which is technically a bar. A bar. No, that no specific. that's specific. Yes. I would oh, agree. Okay. okay. All right. Well, then I'm home free then. Uh, number four is space. Okay. People are weird. And number one is Disneyland. <gasps> uh, Honorable mentions: shawarma, <laughs> uh, funky town. <laughs> And I don't know what Doom no, Town. Ta- What's Doom Town? Is that a thing I should know? Like Doom Stat? Like where Doom is from? It says Sing It Doom Town. 
I don't know. Um, I don't know. Uh, whoever took the survey and said that, please let us know what you meant. I don't understand that We are that curious. Reference. All right, so that is the end of regulation. And unfortunately for us in the blue team, we have lost 17 to 13. Woo! Go team evil! Yeah! Yeah! Evil prevent. Slytherin's in the house. The humister shout out. Oh, let's, let's, that was fun. Can we have a present? Oh, That's right. I have a present too, but it's not from me. <laughs> Super listener Nick Wester, who we've talked about several times on the podcast, actually um, is a huge part of the reason why Gang Bangers actually works and functions. And we also really want to say thank you. We really appreciate all the work you do to make sure this runs smoothly. And he also gave us a present. I feel like this is the opposite of thanking someone. Hey, thanks. Also, you got me something. It's exciting, though. Hey, he right, still gets a shout-out. He does do a whole lot, so I don't have to do a whole lot. Well, let's read the, <laughs> let's read the card first. Nice yes. So uh, we're opening the card. It says, happy first, and it has Halloween crust, crust out. It says anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> and it says, to a special baby crust out with podcast left. <laughs> <laughs> You're a love a lot podcast, so precious and sweet. From the top of your intro to your cute little outtakes. Aww. <laughs> to make everyone smile with the things that you do. Happy first anniversary makes you smile too. Happy first interruptiversary, Nick. Aw, thanks, thanks Nick. Nick. Thank you, Nick. Okay, so now we're going to open it. What's in the bag? Well, guys, it is a stamp. And the stamp says... Is there a... Just stamp it. Just do the... There's, <laughs> there's a stamp also pad. a stamp pad. <laughs> so we're going to stamp it so and we got see, some ink. see what see it says. What this says. Oh my god, it says girls interrupting. <laughs> no, you have to read it. It says girls interrupting. Okay, seal of approval in Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> we just got trolled hard. Oh my god, that's hard. Amazing. Um, I'm really excited we have a seal of approval. Um, that is amazing. I think we've mentioned that on the show before. Is our okay seal of approval. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts, Nick. You are truly an okay guy. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you want to send us things <laughs> that we will stamp with approval, we will do that for you. Yes. Just let us know. Um, report cards, tax forms. <laughs> Please send us your tax forms. Rental applications. <laughs> Background checks. <laughs> drug screenings. <laughs> Girls Interrupting's got your back. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. All right. We also uh, want to thank our producer, John, who through giggles... Uh, Drinking, laughing, going way, way off topic. Sits with us in his garage for hours on end to record every month. Thank you, John. We love you, John. Yay. And listeners, thanks to you for listening to us. Uh, We love you so much. We love you. Thanks for playing. And as always, we welcome any and all commentary. So if you'd like to ask us a question, send in a note, or recommend a good table line, please drop us a line at getinterrupted at gmail.com. You can also give us a follow on Twitter at getinterrupted. Find us on iTunes or check us out on the mothership in otlg.com where you can listen to us and many other fine audio diversions. Many thanks to the Y-Axis for our intro and outro music and Amy Watkins of Power Up Collage and New Control contributor Suze McNally for all the art you see on our social media. Join us next month as we read Fresh Romance, issues one through three. That's all for us this month. Thanks for listening, and remember, we have snacks. Snacks! Hey guys, this is Shelby from Girls Interrupting. If you love the podcast and want to show your love on some merchandise, head on over to notlg.com slash store, where you can find our logo on mugs, shirts, sweatshirts, and other cool swag. She won't remember. She's drunk. I am not drunk. <laughs> we good? Yeah. <laughs> Are we good? <laughs>
bang. <laughs> I can't control my banging. Wow. I uh, didn't write anything down, so I'm winging You're Ron. <laughs> She's Hermione, and I'm Harry. Dare call me Ron. I said it. That's like I the meanest thing Them fighting ever words. Said. Yeah, it is the meanest thing I've ever so said. <laughs> Going to Doomtown, <laughs> full of doom, doom. in Liberia. Doom. Know. Gonna fuck a doom bomb. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Clint Barton. In Nebraska. It's Iowa <laughs> for the last goddamn time. Guys, you guys. It's definitely Wyoming. The literal Kentucky. worst. Kentucky. <laughs> the literal worst. <laughs> to relive some of our uh, finest moments, <laughs> our master editor, our, our master editor, you're imagining that this happened. It's not real. It's, Pull it together. Oh, it's God. all a dream. It's all a dream. Go one more time. Does this smell like chloroform? I was waiting. No? We're good. Just I don't know the rest of the song, so I'm just going to nod my head. Special opportunity for uh, listeners out there. Uh, <laughs> for our interruptiversary. <laughs> uh, we've got a brand new logo that we want to throw on a bunch of stuff because we're very vain. So we're getting started. And it's really a cool. great logo. It's so cute, guys. And so if you've listened all the way to the very end of this probably super long podcast, <laughs> um, you will be rewarded. So sh- shoot us an email and we will send you out some very, very cool swag. girls interrupting swag. Who doesn't, who doesn't like swag? swag? It will also come with our brand new Okay. Seal of approval. It sure will do. So, guys, thanks again for listening. Snacks. Snacks. Night of the Living Geek.